I'm Albion Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. So, Douglas, we have another great one today. <laughs> <laughs> you keep fielding some of the really interesting questions here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to make this even more interesting, we have back our family member to the Love Life team, Barbara Hamley. Hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Actually, I'm so I'm excited about today's topic. I know you must tell us. And the topic is, am I too picky? Mm-hmm. And here's so this is a personal story okay, as opposed to tell us one of our that. audience writing in. But um, my best friend's um, I was at my best friend's house one evening and her parents were in town visiting and her dad, um, who was a very quiet man. And he never said much, you know, but he would just sit at the table and we were just, yap, 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 women just talking away. And we were talking about lamenting the fact that I was not dating anyone at the time, didn't have a steady boyfriend or anything. And that's been the story of my majority of my adult life, but <laughs> <laughs> it changed finally, but majority of my adult life. Anyway, so we're lamenting over this fact. And Mr. Tom, opens his eyes and he looks around the table and he says, I'll tell you what your problem is. You're too picky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he went back and just sat back in the chair and never said another word. Mm. <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> we just thought, but I went home and thought a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I had to say to myself, was I too picky? Am I looking for certain things? And if it, you know, if the package doesn't come exactly the way I want it wrapped, um, am I ignoring what could really be a good person? And right. what did you conclude? I concluded that I was not too picky. I was an equal opportunity <laughs> dater, actually. And, <laughs> and I dated some folks I probably shouldn't have, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Douglas, but what would you people, say? What would you say to well, that? Can you be too picky? Well, I think you can be too picky, but I don't think that's typically what happens. I mean, I do think that people... Um, have a bill of you know a bill of particulars sometimes that they build around somebody you know and and that comes from an orientation of you know finding what's not right about them as opposed to starting with what is it about this person that I'm attracted to and and how can I put the emphasis around those things and build energy behind them by lending my sensibilities to that with this individual because I think that you come into any relationship with an orientation if you want to find things not to like about someone we're human beings folks we're so flawed we have so many (laughs) idiosyncratic tics and and issues and problems in our lives you need to tell me you've never done the she should be between 5'7 and (laughs) And 5'9 and she needs to look like Audrey exactly and she needs to carry herself you know honestly (laughs) I, I, I have to say, and maybe it's just me, uh, I, I don't have a formula. Uh, you know, what something about certain people grabs me, and I find that th- there's an energy that starts to build in the relationship early on, and, it, and it, the more time I spend with that person, the more time I want to spend with that person, and the more interchange I have with them, the more I desire that. And, and that energy keeps feeding on itself in a very positive way. And that's happened for me both in, in situations where I had a physical relationship with somebody early on, meaning that, that we were in the same physical location and could date with each other. But it, it's also happened in relationships where I didn't actually, in one case, for almost a year of just uh, email back and forth. 
So I think you can you can build that uh, sustainable kind of of energy in a relationship, but but it's not a type for me. It's not uh, they have you know, here's my checklist. <laughs> You know, they got to meet these qualities, but, but 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 maybe below the surface there is a checklist, and that is that that there are more positives than not. Otherwise, that energy wouldn't be building. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. What about you? I, mean, you, I know you have a checklist now. Okay, so. I kind of do. In full disclosure. <laughs> well, I mean, I will admit, and and forgive me for this but i i say to people i'm a little more boy than i am girl about some things so i really physicality does matter to me i there are very few men that i have dated that were not beautiful in some way um and i'll be honest probably classically beautiful in a lot of ways so i'll admit there are a few models in the list okay okay? um I could see that. But, you know, there, there were a few. I want to point out, I would not have made it. <laughs> Don't listen to Douglas. Don't listen to him. He is handsome. Oh, um, uh, but your picture's on the web. We've seen your okay. pictures. <laughs> so there, so I do like a beautiful man. I genuinely appreciate a very, very physically attractive man. But just right, just twin to that is a man with really good character. I like a man that when nobody else is looking, he does the right thing. Mm. You know, that... That's a great statement. (laughs) But I mean, it's really true for me. Like, uh, one of the things I loved most about my husband is when we were dating, we, you know, back then, you had to have a luxury apartment to have um, a washer and dryer inside of your apartment, you know? Mm -hmm. So I remember us going to a laundromat one weekend and I was going about my way doing some things when we were at the laundromat and he was working on something else and... After, as he's folding the clothes, he folds my underwear. Now, as small as this may sound, good man. The fact is that it's underwear. It's teeny tiny. Nobody would be mad if you threw that in the basket after everything else was folded. But the fact that even with my back turned, with me busy doing other things, it mattered to him to do the small thing as well as he did the big thing. It said something to me. And everything in our relationship since then has been very similar to that. It's not just when I'm around, he does the right things. I meet so many women every day because I'm not a jealous woman. So I love the fact that my, my husband talks to other women and has stories. And, you know, and quite frankly, because he's beautiful, I send him into stores and see what you can get for free. <laughs> uh. You know, like I just, I'm, I happen to be one of those women. I'm not, you know, I'm not shaken by those things. So when... <laughs> When when we talk when I talk to some of these women and they tell me how good your man is, they mean it in a way that we women understand that he's the kind of guy that despite the fact that you're not around, he still is so respectful of Absolutely. your partnership. That he's fun and he's but his line is very clear. And so Set I that boundary. Exactly. Yeah. We can flirt, we can all of those things that are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um But the line of appropriateness, that delineation is very succinct for him. And I appreciate those kinds of things because it's in the little things, I think, that matter. So when it comes to pickiness, like I'm I'm picky about the things that are going to be major issues later that sometimes for people seem like small issues in the beginning. Like what? I'm paying attention to those small things. Like what? So for instance, when you get angry, what's your natural orientation? Does your volume go up? Do does the intelligence, your ability to communicate with words that don't that aren't four letters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
does does that deteriorate when you get angry? Are there small things that if I don't do it the way that you would want me to do it, then there's it's problematic? And see, early on in the relationship, you may say, oh, he's just stubborn about that. Or, oh, you know, he's particular about how he likes this, that. And you brush those things aside. But over time, everything that is a problem later on in the relationship, you saw that early on in teeny little ways because people have a way of unveiling who they are but we also especially when we're not whole we're so desperate to have a partner that we ignore those signs in the beginning Mm -hmm. so i tend to be picky about the small things because those small things are character things that will be relationship and commitment issues later on So friendship is huge for me because we we need to know those things about each other. But I want to stand this question on its head a little bit and say, I don't think that there's such a thing as being too picky. On the other hand, I think there's a difference between being judgmental (laughs) and having standards. And and for me, having a standard means that there are things that are acceptable and there are things that are not acceptable. Right. And and I absolutely insist upon uh, my right to have standards mm-hmm. about conduct, about treatment of other people, about Absolutely. character, as you put Absolutely. it. Absolutely. In the same breath, if I'm judgmental about another person, that is, I'm quick to find fault, mm-hmm. but not to recognize virtue, mm-hmm. then that's really a reflection on me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I would say, yeah, if you find yourself constantly finding fault with the person that you're with, look in the mirror. <laughs> that's a very good that's a very good point i mean and and while we laughed about you know him saying that i was too picky i agree with you i think that it is perfectly um fine not only perfectly fine but it is a must that you set standards for yourself mm-hmm. um in in terms of what you will and will not accept in a relationship what you will and will not accept in another human being um because you you want the very best for yourself. You should. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you don't set those boundaries, then you're going to take everything that, that comes your way. And mm-hmm. everything that comes your way is not good it's for not you. Good well, for you. <laughs> we're getting to the root issue here, which is about self-respect. Absolutely. And, and if you don't have self-respect, as we've said any number of times, the, the, f- the foundational element for any relationship is that you have to start by loving and respecting yourself if you don't have that, there's no possible way you can love and respect anybody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so if you don't have standards, if, if everything is fair game and, and you're blindly in love, as some people would characterize it, then that's just as bad as standing there and having too much judgment of another person. Finding that balance of looking at somebody else through, through the most generous eyes. Yeah looking at them and seeing the, the elements of their character that you admire and respect and hold up as, as, uh, as the virtues that you wish all people would have, that's when you know you love someone. You know, it's, it's, to make it a little bit lighter, though, as you get older... <laughs> some of that picking this changes no, no but seriously I mean okay so so in my 20s um, he right. had to be taller than me he had to have <laughs> you know a certain grade of hair he had to have eye color I mean he had to be that, that gorgeous mm-hmm. model type that you were talking mm-hmm. about so then you move into your 30s and okay <laughs> maybe a little ponchy is okay you know not too much <laughs> <laughs> but my point being as you mature I think mm-hmm. that, you're, that some things change for you and you recognize that character 
matters so much more more. than anything else. It's true. And I mean, like, it's one of the things, like, some of us have non-negotiables. And I will admit that there are some very things, there are certain things for me that are just non-negotiable. And I will, I talk to some of my girlfriends sometimes, and they're like, well, but, you know, he's rich. Well, let me tell you what's in my non-negotiable. If I'm not attracted to you, I don't care how rich you are. Mm -hmm. Like, it really doesn't matter. And if you're rude to me, I don't care how much money you have. There's certain things that just do not matter to me. If you have no class, because class and rich are not absolutely. the same thing. So if you have absolutely no class, if you're you're just inelegant in how you handle yourself, there's certain, I don't care what you own. I don't care what your title is. I don't care what car you drive or house you have. It doesn't matter to me. So there's certain, some of us have to, make sure yeah. that we're aware of what we're truly governed by. Yeah. Yeah. Some for, things are just not up for discussion. For me, it's uh, it, it, it's intelligence. And I don't mean that in a, in a kind of a, a snotty a way. Right. Right. I, I, I mean, I, it has nothing to do with education, to be Which clear. Which is different, yes. right? It has to do with people who question the world around them, think mm-hmm. about things, have opinions, and, and those opinions are informed by actual facts, not just... <laughs> <laughs> speculation um, uh, you know people who read you know people who who you know are interested in conversation with one another um you know I, i'm sorry just physical attraction isn't enough it's you gotta, boring you gotta talk at some you point get bored. <laughs> i mean honestly you have to have a conversation i, I, I once said that the only point. reason i would never you know not the only reason but but one of the reasons i would never date um a, a uh, someone many generations younger than me is that I'm not sure that we would have enough cultural context to have a meaningful um, dialogue with one another. Well, I think that brings this dialogue to an end for this set, this time around. Absolutely. <laughs> how do we reach? How do people reach us, Doug? Well, they write to Alvian at Alvian <laughs> at lovelife.digital. or they write to Douglas at Doug at lovelife.digital. And we want to thank our lovely producer, Barbara Hanley. <laughs> Quite welcome. And Todd Washburn, our recording engineer, who's making this all, all this magic happen behind the scenes. And we'll be back next week with more Love Life. <laughs>